Hockey is back, and so are we. We have some qualifiers to preview and some words to say. Let's do this, people. Good evening, everyone. It is just July 31st, 2020. July 31st. We never thought we'd actually say there's hockey to be played in the end of July, beginning of August. But that's how it is, and this is <laughs> these are different times. And this one is a special edition of Teal Town at, uh, ooh, After Dark. No, that comes later. Teal Town Live on the Qualifier Preview Show. You know how to do it. If you are want to be a part of the show, join us in the chat on the YouTube page or on the app if you're watching us on the mobile phone. And, of course, follow us on the social, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, and, of course, our Discord channel afterwards, all at Teal Town USA. And, of course, for more Sharks content, hit us up at tealtownusa.com. It's great to be back with you, Puck Guy and Mr. Ian Reed, the angry Canadian robot. How are you, good sir? I'm I'm good. I mean, you know, it's funny because uh, when all this talk about like coming back and stuff, and you know, it was like during like the end of the season and everything, and and you know, I'm like, Who the hell's gonna watch hockey and and the end of July, August? And you know what? I think I've missed one game of just like the stupid, you know, um, exhibition game. So apparently, I'm gonna watch hockey in uh, in in August. <laughs> it's, it's, here I am. Right? Uh, not that we have so much to do, but it's great to have the NHL back. It seems like the bubble is looking pretty good, uh, and uh, things are going well, at, at least so far. It's not baseball. Yikes. Yeah. I I mean, uh, baseball, I'm surprised baseball decided to continue the way they were, and I don't really want to, like, get like too into like this sport versus that sport but i mean so far you know there was people obviously had concerns over what would happen uh, in the bubble but so far so good no tests uh no positive tests um so you know uh hopefully it stays that way hopefully they can uh they can keep things at bay i feel like um even though like they're probably playing games in in, in two regions that are, are seeing a little bit of a spike in the virus but so far um, the bubble seems to be working, so hopefully it continues to work. Yeah, and uh, in Ontario and in Alberta, y you mentioned before we went on the air, there is a little bit of an increase, but yeah, it's it's funny, right? Because like you have to, it, it's hard because you really have to like try and keep some perspective, right? Like compared to what you guys have going on in some regions down there, I oh. mean it's these like these numbers that i think are are high they're they're nothing compared to um some of the numbers i know you guys are seeing i mean personally up here um you know and it's something that i have to keep perspective of too because uh you know i'm like well this is you know i sometimes i get angry because it's like we've had i think 27 cases in in my area and like maybe three at a time at, for the most part so like when they decided like just a few like just a month ago they decided oh oh now it's time to wear masks and i'm like <laughs> this is like this is wearing a condom to the baby shower like but um <laughs> but i mean but it, it's hard right like you, you, i don't want to like be too grumpy because i understand that there are people 
in areas that obviously are far more effective than I am. And it might come off as callous coming from my situation, right? right? Where, you know, I, I'm not seeing, we haven't had this, the massive outbreaks that, you know, the thousands of people getting it at any given time. I mean, so it's, you know, you, tr you try and keep perspective and you try to, you know, not, um, you got to speak to your own experience, but you got to be respectful of other people's experiences too. And I think that's what I've tried to do. I've tried to be pretty much radio silent on this and social media and, you know, cause some people have it a lot worse than I do. And I don't really want to fight with people yeah. and, and surprisingly. <laughs> right. You are the angry Canadian robot after all. Uh, but yeah, it, I, mean, I like arguing about hockey. I don't like arguing about like, you know, how people should stay safe and other things like. But please, it's just that's the way. Please, it is. we we don't we do not want uh, anybody to uh, to catch this. Uh, so uh, please safe out there for sure. But uh, glad you're okay in Ontario and Alberta. Uh, but you know, it, Tuesday we saw a little bit of uh, what was going on and. My goodness me, uh, that was an interesting sight, to say the least. Even uh, for that matter, uh, a, a, a pretty sight to, to say. It seems like it's right out of NHL 3s in the uh, EA Sports games. Yeah, I, I like the setup. I'm not going to lie. Like, I like the tarped off seats because I think like you could have empty seats. Like, look, we know there's nobody in the arena. And, you know, obviously, like, they're trying to pipe in sound and everything. But I like the tarps because even though it's like, yes, there's nobody in the arena, it's, it, you get to, I, I don't know, like, I, I know there's no one there, but it's not like watching a Florida Panthers game. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that's a good thing. <laughs> that, <laughs> it's playoff hockey. You don't want it to look like a Florida Panthers no, game. No. Yeah. No, we, we do not want that. Uh, and, and we have some comments in the chat already. Skylar saying you're not the only one that wants to watch hockey in August, Ian. You, you got that right. Uh, you know, Zach saying, Hey Zach, good to see you. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Barkley Goodrow was at BM BMO field today. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, it's, yeah. It's just... I mean, like the setup looks good. I think, you know, they've, they've made the best of a bad situation. I, I not, there's this one camera angle that they're using that I'm not a super fan of, and hopefully they'll knock that off a little bit more. But um, like there's this high corner camera that you normally it's going to be interesting, right? Because you want to the thing with the way the arena is set up is you want to obviously try and innovate and do some cool things. But you don't want to do anything so cool that people are going to be like, oh, we can't do that once there's people in the stands again. Right. So right. it's like a, a very catch 22 situation. Yeah, it's it's one of those where it's like, oh, this looks awesome. You can't use it once we get back to things. So. Yeah, and that's that's going to be I think that's going to be the tricky balancing act for them to try and figure out. Yeah, and, and that'll be interesting to see what they try to do uh, once everything gets back. And hey, you know, or we'll touch on this a little bit later. But, you know, is this things to come if things keep uh, getting rough down here in the States for uh, for hockey come December 1st? But that's I don't want to think about it. Yeah, I, I don't want to. That's a, that's a that's a bridge that we can cross down the road like I, I i think that's the one thing and it's it's I, and i understand and i understand it too right like i understand like you know people do want to kind of look forward and i think but man there's just some things where it's like let's just cross that bridge when we get there instead of worrying about it now i mean right now we've got 
We've got hockey to watch. It's going to be interesting. You know, um, Zach in the Zach in the chat says something. You know, as much as he can't stand Batman, he's doing this smartly. You know what? Batman deserves a lot of credit because not only did he get this thing off the ground, but he secured labor peace for another you know few years, which is a first for the NHL. Right. I mean, there's um, <laughs> you know, and look at it. We're, we're 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 a week into this thing. I mean, obviously, I don't want to put this, you know, evil in the air, but let's let's let this thing kind of run its course a little bit before we, you know, before we pat him on the back uh, too hard, hard because we still haven't, you know, like I said, we're we're a week into this, so let's make sure that things stay the way they're running. I mean, off, they're off to a great start, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves at the same time too. Let's uh, let's not pat Gary on the back too hard. Let's see if we can get through this uh, safely and properly. Right. And so let's enjoy what we have. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes, but it looks great so far. So with that, you ready to dive into the bubble? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's get this uh, let's get this show on the road. Alrighty. So we will begin in the East, where they will have four series, the teams five through twelve. If you're not familiar or just now trying to figure out what the NHL is going to be doing. Uh, the Eastern and the Western qualifiers, so the seeds 5 through 12, the top 12 teams made the playoffs. Unfortunately, San Jose is not in there, in case you forgot. Uh, the top four seeds will play in a round robin, but the the bottom uh, from 5 to 12, uh, they will play best of five. It'll be a playoff overtime. You have the, the, the teams, as you see on the screen there, and we're about to dive into that. Uh, we'll begin with the one that seems to be, uh, the, you know, uh, it's either going to be going best of five or supposedly will be done in two from what I've heard. Pittsburgh, the number yeah. five seed in the Montreal Canadiens at number 12. What says you on this series, Ian? Yeah, I mean, spoiler alert, Pittsburgh in three. Um, look at, um, I look Montreal's Montreal, Montreal. And then you're going to see like Montreal and Chicago on, on the West side when we get there. Like these are the two teams though, that you have to be very careful with because these are the teams that have nothing to lose. Like they're completely playing with house money. Right. Um, you know, so a team like Montreal, they're in a good position because if they lose, well, I mean, if they lose, they're, you know, they're going to have the good percentage for that number one pick because of the draft lottery fiasco. Um, and if they and if they win, well, I mean, shit, not supposed to even be there. Um, but look, at I mean, the Penguins, they're a better team, full stop, top to bottom. Maybe not. You know what? Yeah. Pittsburgh. OK, maybe maybe they the Canadians have the edge in goal because I'm not as high, especially on Matt Murray. This like Matt Murray's really struggled. Tristan Jari's done right done pretty good um but i would still between jari and price i give the i would give the edge to you to carry price but i just i don't think that's going to be enough um you know pittsburgh's going to fill the net with goals um they their defense is better their special teams significantly better than montreal's like i just don't think montreal has a fighting chance here um i think it's going to be a quick series and I, I, I think Pittsburgh is moving on without much hassle. Yeah, it's one of those ones where it's like if Carey Price gets hot, then okay, they got a chance. But offensively, I mean, yes, they have Drew Ryan, they have Max Domi, 
uh, among others. Uh, I I just can't see them getting just jumping over Pittsburgh. I mean, yes, if Carey Price can steal a couple of games, they're in it. But man, Pittsburgh's got a lot of firepower, including Jake Gensel getting back into the play, which probably wouldn't have happened if if uh, COVID didn't happen. So yeah, but yeah, I mean, Carey Price might steal a game here, but. But here's the problem, like Montreal, you you still like you you can have good goaltending, but you still have to score goals. And you know I don't know where Montreal is going to manufacture their goals. They're not a great they they throw a lot of shots on the net five on five. Like they're they throw more pucks on the net than probably any other team in the league. But um, you know their power play porous, their penalty kill porous. Like I just don't understand why. I, I just don't understand how Montreal's supposed to like you know like Carey Price can can stop pucks but he's not going to put them in the net either so you have to score goals you have to get goals from somewhere and i just like montreal throws a lot of pucks at the net but their a lot of their shots are very pedestrian not high danger you know a lot of perimeter shots um and it's just it's not a recipe for success And, and and they got rid of a lot of a lot of pieces at the deadline thinking they weren't going to make it um, so I, I can't see that happening. That being said, we forgot to mention one important piece that Pittsburgh has. Patrick Marlowe. Uh, Patty has played 191 playoff games, the most of anyone who hasn't hoisted the cup. Uh, of course, DW is kind of hoping on this one because that pick that they got from Pittsburgh will upgrade if, uh, if Patty does hoist the cup. So, We'll see on that one, but yeah, I I'm agree with with uh with Ian here. It will go Pittsburgh in three, uh, if not two. <laughs> That's our. Oh, AJ's bragging on my hat. I got this. I got like this and another hat for like super cheap, and I needed a new hat. So here we are. All right. Well, moving onward. Uh oh, there we'll get rid of that one then. Moving onward to ah the bat the. The battle of Brady Shea. Brady Shea's old team, the Rangers, takes on his current team, the Carolina Hurricanes. Six versus 11. Again, you know, you can go through a number of ways to talk about this, Ian, but uh, this one I think is actually one of the interesting matchups in the qualifying round. This is a pick in my opinion. Like, you would think that it would be, you know, it would be closer. It would be less close because of the the way that these teams are seeded with, you know, Carolina being the sixth seed and the Rangers being the 11th seed. But I really think this is a pick um, Love Carolina's goaltending. Um, you know, both goalies have had some injury issues and rear their ugly heads at really, really bad times with both Peter Morazic and James Reimer. And I think that's a concern. Right. Um you know, I are the Hurricanes is the Hurricanes blue line. I think they're better, but is it going to be completely healthy? Not, you know, that kind of remains to be seen. Right. Um, I like I like Shishkin, um, the Rangers goalie. I think he should be the guy to get the starts. The thing that would concern me for the Rangers is if they decide to go with Henrik Lundqvist, because Henrik Lundqvist is a notoriously slow starter. Um, you look at, you know, some of his starts to past Rangers seasons and it usually takes him a while to find his rhythm. So if you have to go to Lundqvist early, that makes me very, very concerned for the Rangers at that point. I think that Shishterkin should be their guy. Um, you know, uh, I think that's the the problem. I think this is, I, I, I really think this is going to go the distance. I mean, these two teams, um, you know, they both can put pucks in the net. 
Um, you know, uh, Carolina is the better team defensively. Um, but again, you know, it's like as long as their goalies are healthy, I think that's going to be that's going to be the key, right? Can their goalies stay healthy? And, you know, can one of them go on a run? If if they do, then I think they'll be OK. Um, you know, um, power replay is kind of a wash. Uh, and the Carolina has the significantly better penalty kill because they're the better defensive team. Um, I, you know, I, I think I, I have the Rangers in five here. But honestly, this is a pick em. I don't think it's I think it's one of the more closest series despite the separation in the standings. Yeah, uh, the Rangers are an up-and-coming team with Panarin, who just put him on he put him on his back and said, let's go, you know. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think the Rangers can 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 steal this one, but I'm with you. I, I think Carolina, uh, you know, can, can make their way of it, even though Patrick Tyler making a point saying Dougie is out for game one, but if the Canes can get healthy past the qualifiers, they can be pretty scary, and I, I agree. Uh, I think they can, but... and they made some. They made some good pickups too. Like the the Hurricanes did bring in some some depth guys uh, at the deadline to to try and kind of shore up that blue line. So it's not like they're you know they're going to be completely like exposed. Even if they do get a little more banged up on the blue line, like they should be okay. I just I think you know I like the way that the Rangers can fill the net with pucks. They've got they've got some really big they've got some really big weapons on there. The question is is can they can they get through that carolina defense and that's that'll be the key because i think the goaltending's been good but the defense has really been what's held carolina together i mean if you can get a 42 year old zamboni driver who works for the leafs to beat the leafs i mean hey you never know <laughs> hey but uh so you're you're picking who in five i'm picking the rangers in five i think it's going to be an upset yeah i i'm i'm gonna go with carolina in this one uh but yeah, it's a toss-up for sure. Uh, in that sense, for the Carolina Hurricanes and the Rangers, it's going to be a quite an interesting one. There, we think it's going to go to the distance. What about the other New York squad, the Islanders, the seventh seed against the Florida Panthers, led by Joel Quinville and, and former Shark great Mike Hoffman? Uh, yes, um, Sergey Bobrovsky's been just terrible this season Yikes. um you know Bobrovsky he you know but he's a guy who could come on and and do something but he's gonna have to earn his paycheck for Florida to have any chance in here and I don't have faith in that at all um I, you know what Grice and Varlamov aren't gonna light the world on fire in the other end but they play well behind their defense and their defense is pretty good um you know uh the New York Islanders were one of the better teams for you know, for fewer, fewest goals against, um, you know, so their defense is, is good. They, they play a really, um, you know, they're not going to light the world on fire with their offense, but I think they play a good grinding defensive game. Um, and I just think it's going to be one of the least fun to watch because of that. Uh, you know, the Islanders play just a grinding defensive shutdown game. Um, and then they, you know, they do take advantage of, of opportunities they're given. And I like, when you look at this two teams, I like the, that the Islanders have over the over the Panthers. I really don't think this is going to be a whole lot of fun to watch, to be completely honest. <laughs> um, I just I just think that you know, they I think they're gonna they're gonna frustrate their they're gonna frustrate the Panthers, and um, and when you know, the the, the only the only thing that's going to work in Florida's favor is that 
you know, when when the um, power play for the Islanders wasn't that good. So I think that their bottom six, they've got a lot of guys down there that are going to grind you down and make you angry and knock you all over the place. And when you retaliate, you're going to go to the box. And it's the one saving grace to the Panthers is the Islanders haven't really made people pay as much as they probably should have. Right. Um, they kind of underachieved a little bit in the regular season. Yeah. So I think, I don't think, I think, Florida might win a game here. I'm taking the Islanders in four. I like I said, I don't think this is, is going to be much fun to watch. I think it's going to be pretty quick. I think the the Panthers can steal a game here, but I just think the Islanders are significantly better. Uh, the The margin is much wider than it is um, between the other um, team we, teams we just discussed. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm with you on this Islanders in four. Again, another former Shark in this one, Thomas Grice, as you said, Ian. Uh, and, of course, Mike Hoffman. I mean, if Huberto and, and Hoffman and company can, you know, beat up uh, Grice and Varlamov, it, can be, it could be a potential upset, but I can't see it happening uh, for sure. I just, I don't think that, I don't think Florida's going to be able to, like, the, the Islanders' defense, I think, is just going to suffocate those guys. Like, And I, I do agree, like, Florida has some weapons, but I just... I just don't think they're going to be able to. I think that the Islanders are going to suffocate them and frustrate them and beat them up. And it's just going to suck for them. It's just going to be an unpleasant experience and they'll be glad to go home. Uh, we got a question from Unloaded Panda. Are they going to have audio of the crowd booing Bettman when he comes out to hand out Lord Stanley? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, why not? Right. Like do it. Do it properly. Right. I, I, I think it's great. Yeah, uh, Skyler in the chat saying, Sharks fans, Martin Jones is the worst overpaid starting goaltender in the NHL. Florida sends, hold our beers for a second, then give them back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, Bobrovsky's not had a great season. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I Bobrovsky, he's a guy to me, like, he's one of those guys where he kind of reminds me of, like, early Roberto Lolongo where he was just so good for so long on such a crappy team and he right. just wasted like the prime years of his career and I just think that's going to be what happens like I just I worry that's what's going to that's what's going to have happened with Bobrovsky he's just he wasted his prime on just crappy teams and that's rough to hear he's got the money hopefully playoffs can moment and give him the the momentum that he needs to get over the hump in this one so that's the Islanders and the Panthers. And maybe now the marquee of sorts matchup in the East. I mean, obviously you're playing on the quote-unquote home ice, if there is even such a home ice advantage in these. There uh, isn't, though, because, like, even the, the Leafs have to live in the bubble, right? right. Like, it's right. not like you're getting home cooking and, yeah, it's your arena and, you know, yeah, you're going to be a little more familiar with the facilities, but... You're still in the bubble. Like, I don't, there's not much home ice advantage there. You know, you can't go home and see your family, uh, you know, between games. I, I don't think, like, I, I really don't think it's, it's not like the the atmosphere in, in the Scotiabank place is probably going to be very familiar to what they're playing. In, but, right. Um, but I mean, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like they really have an advantage. In fact, I'd be a little bit more annoyed if I'm a Maple Leaf and, you know, my home is just down the, the, the Gardner Express and I can't go there. And that's the tough part is that, you know, you're so close to home. It's like dangling. You say, 
oh, you're right here. You're right here. Oh, you're right mm-hmm. here. And, and and next thing you know, you know, you're either going home. It's like, okay, you can go. You can go and go home if you really want to, or just uh, sure, or or just go and uh, and uh, start the journey and what win a playoff round. Wait, are we calling it a playoff round? Uh, see, this is where I get a little confused here. Could the Leafs win a series uh, for the first time since 2004? Uh, that's kind of what they're up against. The last time they did it, I believe it was Ottawa, if I'm not mistaken, in in 04. Jeez, I don't even know. Yeah, I remember they lost to Philly in in round two because Ronick had scored the overtime winner on that one. But uh, it's been that long for the Leafs. But, you know, Leafs and Jackets, uh, you know, Marlowe's kids are, are on there. Marner and Matthews, San Ramon native Austin Matthews against... Uh, Yours truly and Hockey Jerk's favorite, wait, excuse me, there we go, you know, Gustav Nyquist for the Neon Buggers who looked pretty good in their lone preseason game. Um, what do you think? And for that can, matter, can, can Will beat skill? I mean, that's the question here. Can Will beat skill? Because the skill is clearly on the side of the Maple Leafs, in my opinion. Uh, they've got the better skilled players. They've got the better high end. Um, but, you know, the Blue Jackets, who are another team that are kind of playing with house money, um, you know, right. they weren't supposed to be this super, you know, they weren't supposed to be where they are. Everyone thought, man, these guys are going to be at the bottom of their division. They're not going to make the playoffs like these guys are done. And, you know, credit to John Tortorella. Um, you know, he, he makes them work hard. And that's the thing. Like, this team is going to grind you and grind you and grind you down. Really, to me, this series is going to come down to which Freddie Anderson's going to show up. Right. Like if, if Frederick, if the Frederick Anderson that the Leafs know that they can get, like they've gotten some uncharacteristically bad goaltending from him this year. If, if, you know, with, if the break did him good and, and he comes in and he lights the world on fire, the Leafs are going to roll the, the jackets in my opinion. Um, if Freddie Anderson isn't good though, and his defense isn't fantastic, going to be a problem i think this one's going to go the distance i think the leafs are going to win in I, I have the leafs in five i think a lot of people are, are i think just dunking on the leafs because it's fun to dunk on the leafs a little <laughs> bit you know what i mean oh yeah um it, it's fun right but i just i i look at some of the players and, and look at there's been players that have had some really good years on like right. a really good year on toronto like if austin matthews picks up where he left off you know, he's got the talent. He can break open a game like and that's to me the, the thing like the Leafs have guys that can that are have game breaking talent on their team. The Jackets, the Jackets are going to have to, you know, really gut it out. They're going to have to smother Leafs, which they could do. Yeah. Uh, I mean, their defense like this is a team that, you know, I think only, you know, when the season ended, they had only allowed, I think, 187 goals compared to, you know, the Leafs, which allowed 227. Um <laughs> You know, but again, you know, defense wins playoff series and the Jackets definitely have the advantage in that in that, you know, they their penalty kill was really good, Um, you know, and so I I, it's it's the least the least could have a hard time here, but they've got guys that could break open a game and, 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 you know, and and put them over the edge. I think the Leafs in five, but 
man, this one's going the distance, and it's it's really it's a pick 'em too. Like it, I put it up there with uh, with the Rangers Hurricanes. Like it's a pick. I'm I'm completely in agreement with you. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get some foreseen points out it out of it. We're gonna kind of kick it back a little TTG style. Uh, I'm gonna say game five is gonna go into overtime. Cool. I think I think it'll be Matthews with the overtime winner, but I think it's gonna be a tough tough series. Uh, it will hurt the one that has to move on uh, in the into the first round. But yeah, I, I if you're gonna pick, man, I think you got to go with Leafs and five. I think this is finally the time they get over the hump for for a series. Um, you know, all granted, uh, Columbus has a great you know goaltending you know tandem with Corpusalo and Bruce Likens. Yeah. You know, if one's not working out, you know they can just go like that uh, to to change things up. But again, offensively. Uh, if the Leafs can dominate that, that's going to be a challenge. Yeah, it'll be a challenge for the for the Jackets, but it'll be a big one for the Leafs. And if if uh, Toronto's having a tough time with defense, and you know, you talk about you know, Lundqvist being slow. If if Anderson gets off to a, a slow start, then you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see that's if bad. how quick the hook uh, Sheldon Keefe goes to uh, Jack Campbell on that one. So. And here's the thing, too, right? Like, the thing is, like, best of five series, you don't have a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, the first game is going to be so important in all of these series. The first game is going to be is going to be vital. I mean, every game is obviously vital. But the first game, because for a team like the Leafs that have had their fair share of playoff debacles, like, if you if you can get that doubt in there, if you can put that seed of doubt in there and get, you know, like that could unravel them very quickly. And with the amount of games and the short amount of time that they have, this is going to be, it's going to, you know, you, you can't, you can't unravel. Nope. You cannot unravel because you will not be able to recover. And that's, I think the big danger for the Leafs. And it's going to be the big danger for one of the next teams we're going to talk about. Yeah. It's going to be a big one indeed. Uh, you know, I, I almost feel like Columbus doesn't have the pressure. Even though they've only had one playoff win in franchise history, Jerry F. even <laughs> saying, "How will Torts freak out in a virtual press conference?" <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. Oh man, I can't wait. They'll be like, "Oh, we're behind. We're behind the screen. We can go after him now." You know, it'll be great on that one. But yeah, uh, I know Jerry, you're saying CBJ and five. I think both of us are in agreement with with Toronto. Uh, it's gonna be a fun one for sure. So it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, but I agree though. I think like Columbus, you're I think there's the the pressure on Columbus is significantly less because again, this is a team that's doing way better than than they were expected to. So, you know, I, the pressure the the pressure is absolutely on Toronto here because if you look at you know, especially with a flat cap, you're looking at a lot of teams that are in serious trouble now with a lot of money tied up in the high-end guys and, you know, and not a lot of you know, so going forward, I mean, this team has to have success because this team is too hard against the cap to not have success in the playoffs at this point. And you know that if they go out in round one or in uh, the qualifying round, in the qualifying, it's just going to be oh, it's Toronto sports is going to be media. Yeah, it's just going to lose it unless the Raptors are going on a crazy run in the NBA. Um, and, and for them, for that matter, are their luck they get Lafreniere. 
<laughs> and that you know and 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 we'll get to that F come august 10th oh goodness we're, we're gonna have we're gonna yeah. have fun with that um so for the top four seats it is a round robin for the bruins lightning capitals and rangers the top four teams will play each team to decide playoff seating in case of a tie in points the tie break will be uh on their points percentage ranking in the regular season and in, in these games these three games there'll be regular season overtime including a shootout uh if need be so yeah so i don't so know why the rangers I have are there, but my round robin my round robin um standings for being over i have boston washington tampa philly um i think the bruins are the class of the east um they're a veteran you know they're a veteran team that just they they don't they didn't look good in their exhibition game and I know that I'm probably going to, you know, contradict myself when we get to the West. Um, but I just feel like this is a team that has enough guys that have been there that can that can turn it on. Um, I, I don't know. I think that they're going to in, in a round robin situation. I, I think they're going to do really well. I think they're going to be uh, top there. Um, Washington, Tampa, you could flip flop either of those. Uh, you know, they're both they're both high end teams. They could both win games. I the Flyers, I don't know. I don't love what the Flyers have, especially in games against, uh, you know, one in a one-off game against all those teams. Like the Fly, you know, Boston, Boston, Washington, Tampa. I think you would take them over the Flyers in any of those games. Um, but one game, you know, one game around Robin favors the upset. So yeah. uh, maybe they'll surprise us. And Carter Hart, you know, getting his first playoff action. Yep. You know, it that'll be one thing to look at in these games. And and, and for these teams, it, it's like, okay, we can kind of play around a little bit more. Yeah, it does decide the seating, but you know, maybe there's some depending on how the scout the See, I'm interested because I think in the not to get too far off topic here, but I think like the first round of the playoffs I think is gonna be interesting because you know the these teams are that are going in after playing the qualifier i mean they've they've played some serious playoff hockey at this point right, right? like there's they've have that they, they they're gonna have that energy wing because they played the best of five against another team where they played the same team and you know you get kind of the juices flowing where these guys are gonna play you know basically another round of exhibition games like obviously there's a little more on the line right but um I wouldn't be surprised if we see some some significant round one upsets because the teams that had to get through the qualifier are a little bit more into playoff mode than maybe the round robin teams. Now maybe the round robin games will be great and we'll we'll see. Um, and you know maybe I'll be proved wrong, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot of upsets in round one because of the advantage that the you know maybe they're going to come in a little bit healthier, but those guys have already been playing playoff hockey and you know the other teams are just playing around robin to to sort out seating so I, it's going to be interesting to see how those teams react once they get into that those best of sevens yeah it's it'll be a fun and uh fun to see how it plays out and wonder if there isn't if there's even some strategy once uh once some of the qualifying teams are eliminated uh for sure all right with that let's head over to the western conference the one that we are usually liking uh the, you got the uh, got those teams again. The top four will play in the round robin. Five through twelve will play against each other to advance in again. Best of five series for uh, for these teams, and we'll kick it off right now with the uh, the hometown Edmonton Oilers taking on the um, 
gee, I wonder if these guys got in here because they're Chicago. I mean, at this point, Ian, shouldn't they have this series out in Commonwealth Stadium? At, I mean, it's not being well, used by, you know, the, I mean, not? by the football club, right? That's true. I mean, uh, I, I didn't realize that there was outdoor games in the qualifiers. So, no, look at Chicago. Here's the thing, right? Like, Chicago, to me, is a dangerous team because, again, here's an Edmonton team that's going to have a lot of pressure on them to perform because they've had guys give them really good series, right? Like, give give them good seasons. And this is a team that obviously, again, needs to take that next step and get into the playoffs. Chicago is a dangerous team because I think that, well, I still think, like, the Oilers win this series and I think they win it handedly. Chicago is one of those teams where this is a veteran team that has seen... You know, the core of this team, the veterans that lead this team, they've been there. They've done that for everything. Yep. There's nothing that they haven't seen in a playoff series at this point. They've hoisted the cup. They've been down games. They've been up games, whatever. If you if they can come out and stun the Oilers early, they there's they could. There's potential they could. Now, I can give you also reasons why they won't. <laughs> um Look, at Edmonton can fill the net. I, I think that, you know, you want to talk about game-breaking talent, Con David is maybe the best, if not one of the best players in this league, period, who can put a game, like, who, who can win a game on his own. Right. Leon Dreisaitl has taken that next step. Um, you know, the, the defense for the, you know, the defense isn't fantastic um, for the Oilers. You know, they've they both allowed a similar amount of goals. But that Edmonton Oilers power play is insane. Right. Um, you know, one of the highest power play percentages, I think, since the 80s. Uh, you know, so... The Oilers of the this 80s. This is a team... The, yes, the oil actually more like the... Yeah, the Oilers of the 80s, like the, the Canadians of the 70s. Right. Like, that is the stupid power play numbers uh, that this team has put up. Um, Corey Crawford's obviously going to be the key for the Hawks to have any success. If he, you know, again, here's another guy you want to talk about health. Corey Crawford has had nothing but health issues. And if he can't stay healthy this season, series is over because I'm sorry, Malcolm Suman isn't beating the Oilers. Like Robin Leonard is gone. So, (laughs) you know, if, if Corey Crawford goes down, they are screwed and this series is over. You might as well, you know, pack it up and, and send them home. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's. I can see how the Hawks could upset the Oilers. I really, I just think it's they don't have a snowball's chance in hell. I think I can see it, and I could make an argument for the upset, but I really think that this is going to be, this is going to be over. It's probably over quick. I have the Oilers in four because I do think that the that you know, like again, the you know the veterans can on Chicago they've been there they've done that they can probably get a game and they maybe they put a little bit of doubt into the Oilers minds but I just can't see the Oilers going out like this would be the biggest one of the biggest upsets in sports history in my opinion because the Hawks are not a great team I mean they have they have some good offensive tools their defense is porous and their goaltending isn't good if it's broken and the problem problem with Corey Crawford is he has a hard time not being broken. Yeah, and and that you make a good point there, Ian. It's all about uh, Corey Crawford uh, being in, in ready to go and being healthy. Uh, if not, then yep. then no matter what, Kane and Taves and and um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of the rookie's name? And that and that and that 
that the, the um, Kubelik. Kubelik. look at the the it could be yes um like the nine like their their top nine is really good i just don't think they have the i don't think they have the d honestly i just i don't <laughs> think they have the d to contain <laughs> mcdavid and dry um but if you can shut that line down then the oilers will be in trouble yeah it, you know if, if, if you can shut down the top line then then it gets it'll get interesting quick but i just i don't think they're going to be able to contain them and i think that no I, I don't think it's going to be much of a series. No, I, I, I will say Edmonton in four. Uh, it can go five if Crawford steals another game. But, uh, again, you have uh, former Shark Ryan Carpenter, uh, former Barracuda, score the greatest goal of Barracuda history. Uh, Ryan Carpenter uh, back there as well. He might get in the game. He may not. But, yeah, it's it's all about health here. I mean, Koskinen, it's his time to shine as a goaltender. Uh, if not, Mike Smith has, yeah. has gone in there as well. Uh, so yeah, I don't love Edmonton's goaltending. I should say that I don't. I'm not in love with Edmonton's goaltending. I just think they can they can score their way out of problems. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, uh, Arid Zetas eighty four, Kane, Taze, Kubalik will beat them. And uh, break it. Yeah, in, I mean, look at look. I I really think Chicago. I think Chicago is going to be on the upswing sooner than later. I, I really do. Um, I just, I don't think it's now. I mean, obviously they've got, they're going to have some, they have some contracts they need to get out from under, right. but um, there's, there's look at, I mean, like, again, I, like I said, I could make an argument for how Chicago does it. I just don't think that they do it in reality. So we're kind of in agreement. Oilers in four out of five in this one. It should be an interesting one for sure. The Oilers, it's not a slam dunk, but, they can make it a slam dunk pretty easily. Uh, and now to the all Sunbelt series, the one that probably Canada will just be like, I wish they weren't playing this one. It's Nashville, the number six seed taking on jerks. And, and let me do this for you, jerk. My yotes. Uh, and they're breaking out the Kachina jerseys for their quote unquote considered home games. in this one, this one's tough, and, and considering the old, everything that's gone on behind the scenes with the Coyotes, um, <laughs> yikes. Uh, yikes. I mean, very tough to uh, consider and, and uh, make or break for uh, for uh, Taylor Hall to be a, a desert dog still. But uh, what, what says you between the cats and the dogs fighting it out? Okay, so I'm gonna upset Jerk here, and I and I hate it because Jerk's oh, my boy. boy. Look at, I mean, the Coyotes could really use this series to put the emphasis back on the ice instead of off of it, which it seems to be always more what's going on off the ice with the Coyotes than on the ice. And I think that's really unfortunate. And I think that, but I mean, like, I just this poor team just cannot get a break from on off ice drama, whether it be from you know, ownership problems or, you know, trying to get an arena or whatever. I, I really like Nashville in this series. I think Nashville's going to win in four. Um, look at the Coyotes have a ton of weapons on offense, but they still have trouble putting the puck in the net. They have trouble, you know, maintaining like, again, you, you don't want to read in too much into the exhibition game, but like that, Vegas smothered them for most of that game. You know, they've got weapons, but 
you know, this is a team that hasn't had a lot of trouble. Like, to, to put pucks in the net, you know, less than, you know, one of the bottom teams for, for offense is the Coyotes. Their power play is is okay, but it's not great. Considering the weapons they have, it should be much better. Um, their penalty kill isn't great. I don't think their defense is fantastic. Um, it's better. That it's it's good, but it's not Nashville. Like Nashville's the better team on off uh, on defense. Oh, big time. I think on offense, neither of them. You know, they both have guys that can be game breaking talent, but they haven't been for most of the season. I give the edge to the Nashville Predators in goal. I think UC Saros, you know, in the second half of the season was really good. Pecorine, kind of a mixed bag when it comes to playoffs. But I, you know, UC Saros, again, untested. So maybe maybe he doesn't do as well as we'd like. But I, I don't know. I, I look at Nashville's blue line. It's going to be as healthy as it's been all year. And it's loaded. Right. I just, Nashville's the better team here. And I think that... Yeah, the Coyotes could get a game. Maybe they get two. But I just I think Nashville's just the better team. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm going with you and with Nashville and four. I think the Coyotes steal a game with Darcy Kemper in net. Uh, but Jerry F. has it right uh, in the first part. If scoring was by jerseys, Arizona in three. Absolutely. I love Kachina. They should go back to Kachina full time. Like, I don't know what their problem is. Those they're they're actual sweaters like they're red, the red arms and yeah it's, they're just so lame go back to kachina kachina's better ian might have a forcing I, point coming there we will wait and see like look at and, and I, I should say you know because i'm seeing uh you know patrick tyler in the chat yeah there's something about nashville that just stinks kind of like the panthers tampa early season yeah look at mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie um as good as the defense is on paper it hasn't been that great for the predators this year but i still think it's you know, um, I, I just <sighs> would I be shocked if Arizona won this series? Not completely. I just think that you look at these teams on paper. Nashville's just the better team. Now, games aren't played on paper. They're played on the. So we'll see. But I just I think that Nashville found their form in the second half of the season. I thought UC Saros had firmly taken over the net. And I think that he is the future uh, there. I mean, obviously, you know, they do have Pecorino again, mixed bag in the playoffs. It's going to be interesting, but I just I just think Nashville's the better team. Yeah, I, I think overall you have slight edges in every aspect of it. But, uh, you know, again, Arizona could shock some people, but I just can't see it right now. So Predators, we both agree, uh, will move on in this series. Uh, meanwhile, oh boy, a classic Northwest ri- Division rivalry. The Minnesota Wild taking on... Your Vancouver Canucks. All right, the Canucks are. The if there's there's if there's a series that I'm looking forward to less than the Islander series, it's this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like, and with that, good night, everyone. <laughs> good night, everyone. No, um, I look at. I have long been on the record as just I don't know what the Wild are. They're just there. <laughs> They're the most their team in the league. They're just there. There's nothing overly special about them. They don't excel at anything. They don't. They're not terrible at anything. Right. They just don't excel at anything either. They're just the most their team in the league. They're just there, and you forget about them. I think the Canucks win this in three. Wow. I I just think the Canucks. Look at Alex Daylock 
has been really good for them down the stretch. All right. But Dubnik's been awful this year. The the Canucks, they're not the best defensive team, but they can put pucks in the net. And the Minnesota Wild, you know, their defense is their defense is good, but their goaltending hasn't been there. This is there's a reason they were, you know, tenth in the in the league. Their 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 goaltending hasn't been good enough considering what the defense has given them. And I think a team like Vancouver is just gonna fill the net against this team. I, I see I see that and then I also see the veteran presence of Koivu, Parisi, Eric Stahl, Again, Zuccarello, and Galchenyuk. I mean, yeah, they're there, but at the same time, yeah, the goal is going to be Nesser, I'll take, you know, but they, they've got guys that can, they but again, Vancouver, again, like the Wild have a good team of their team, but the, the Vancouver Canucks have guys that can break open a game, right. just break it open. Pedersen, Besser, you know, look at their this special teams. Again, power play significantly better for Vancouver in the season. The 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 penalty kill again, penalty kill. Vancouver did really well there too. Wild again, considering how good their defense is, their goalies just don't give them saves when they need them, and that is the problem with that team. And I just think against a, a team with dynamic game breakers like Vancouver, I don't think Vancouver's long for this world in the playoffs this year right but they're gonna make short work of the wild in my opinion all right i i will go i will go with vancouver and four um just because yeah i i think i think they'll be close games but i just uh it, it to to me the goaltending matchup in in this is is a little iffy markstrom's playing for a big time contract and I wonder if mm-hmm. that might get pressurized to them. You have a lot of kids in Vancouver that they're going to get their first experience of of playoff hockey, and you know you're not going to get the uh, you're not going to get the uh, going into uh, enemy waters too much. I think with because it's being neutral site. But do you trust Alex Stalock and that's to but, backstop this team in past? This Vancouver, and, and that's the thing is that you know going up against Stalock or Dubnik, both who have you know Northern California hockey ties, uh, you know, yeah, it's tough. It, you know, and we got <laughs> looking at it, Wild or uh, what is it, the Mild, uh, the Mild, the m- m- Minnesota. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I just I don't like I just think like. They just the the big the undoing for the wild most of the season is they haven't been able to get a save when they need it most, and that's what's going to hurt. That's going to be the story in in short term. And I I could see this being the series where we see both goaltenders in, you know, we could, could you, yeah. yeah, yeah. You could see Demko but if, if, if Markson goes lose, down. If if Stalock goes, if you pull Stalock, you put Dubnik in. I have no faith. Like Dubnik this season, I think his save percentage is like eight ninety. Like not good, and Alex Daylock is like nine ten, respectable, but nothing, nothing fancy. Like it's yeah. a league average save percentage, right? Yeah. So it remains to be seen. the The Canucks uh, have some youngsters that are going to work things out uh, and then get their first 
uh, get their feet wet in the playoffs or or the veteran wild will uh move on and and stun some people and oh if you think toronto was bad with their sports media coverage vancouver would go nuts if uh if they were to go home earlier than five games so moving on to our final matchup the all canadian matchup and i i think this might be a good one as well uh but uh you tell me ian reed between calgary and winnipeg the eight and nine seeds uh in this one uh let's hope you know johnny the friendly ghost is comes back to uh take on connor hellebuck who usually doesn't hella suck yeah i don't know what i'm less enamored with the jets blue line or the flames forward group like, I, I, I honestly, I don't know which one gives me the meh more. Like, obviously, like you said, <laughs> Hellebuck's going to be the X factor here. Hellebuck has, you know, done really well despite his defense all year. Um, you know, the numbers aren't lighting the world on fire, but the, the Jets aren't anywhere without Hellebuck this year. Um, the Flames forward group, they've got guys that are good, but again, it's like, I don't feel like I'm past the point of thinking Johnny Gaudreau is going to break open a game at this point. I think, you know, like then that's the difference. Like the jets have the jets have forwards that I think can, can break open a game. Uh, um, and that's, you know, and that's going to be the difference. I, I just, it's one of those things, right. Where it's like, yeah, you can, you can have defense, but you still got to score goals and the flames, I don't think they've addressed their issues enough to be a team that's going to weather the playoff storm and be significant, you know, and you're going to see significant enough output from the Flames forwards, especially against Connor Hellebuck, to, to put them through. I think the Jets win this in four. They might win it in three. Yeah. Um, Riddich and Talbot are, are serviceable guys, but, you know, they don't, neither of them scream light the world on fire save us you know steal a series you know it's there's it's it's going to be interesting because the special teams edge kind of goes to the flames here but i just think five on five the jets are the better team Uh, grittiness uh involved do you think calgary might have a bit a little bit better edge defensively or, or is that Winnipeg? I mean, because Winnipeg has a defense that they've just transformed uh, throughout the year. I mean, they lost Truba to the Rangers. You had, uh, you know, uh, Bufflin, Bufflin gone. gone. You know, it, I don't know. I just, tough. I have no faith in Johnny Gaudreau to, to, to steal. Like, Johnny Gaudreau is going to have to have the playoffs of his life in order for them to go through. And I just, I don't. I don't have that faith in Johnny Gaudreau that he's going to have that that series that's going to, you know, like that's that is what's going to have to happen. Johnny, Johnny Gaudreau is going to have to put this team on his back and actually perform in the playoffs. And I'm not sold that that's going to happen. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the defense for the like, look at again, the Jets are another team where I think if they get through, I don't think they're long for this world in the playoffs, but they should beat the Flames. Yeah. No, they they should beat the Flames. I mean, uh, the Jets have good goaltending. They have pretty good offense. Their defense is all right. 
Uh, their defense is all right, but it's 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 not like it's not the worst defense in the exactly. league either. Like they've got guys. They just they're just you know it's it's the most it's very by committee. There's no you know there's no there's no one there's nothing special on their blue line. Yeah, they've got serviceable guys. They've got guys that you know they're they. If if the Minnesota Wild was a def- defense, they'd be the Jets' defense. Right. Very mild, but you know it's serviceable. So right, it's they've got guys that can be there. It's not going to light the world on fire. I think they they're going to need to tighten up, especially going forward. Right. But I think that they can. You know, if you can, it's been shown that if you can, if you can just you know swarm the Flames' offense. They have trouble, and I think that they have guys that can, you know, and they've got the forwards that can help out on defense. They've got some really good 200 foot guys on that on that Jets team, and they can score by committee. They don't need, you know, um, would it be nice if, if Patrick Laine, you know, got on going? Because if he gets going, I mean, that's it, he he's great when he's going. The problem is is when he's going. Right. Um, but I mean, if they get if they get a guy like Patrick Laine going, that's again, you know, it just further shifts the favor into the Jets. And if you know, even if Patrick Lenny's not going, they've got guys on the Jets that can score. They've scored a lot of goals by committee. So I, I just I don't I don't like the Flames here. Uh, don't like Flames at all. I think the Jets are gonna are gonna get through this, and they might do it quicker than four. But I got them in four. Yeah, no, it'll go. To, uh, I, I agree. Jets in four. Uh, Flames can win a game. Can they win a series? I'm just not sure, especially with Talbot in. And Riddich, like you said, and... I don't, I don't like their goaltending at all. Yeah, uh, and, and you know, look at not getting goals and okay goaltending, not a great recipe. Yeah, uh, and it could be a, a, a off season that could be a, have a lot of trade wins come for Calgary if things don't go well for that one. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, definitely for sure. Be interesting what's going to go down there for sure uh, in the Western Round Wabern again. Uh, the top four teams will play each t- other team to decide playoff series. Uh, it's regular season overtime and shootout. The Blues, Avalanche, Peter DeBoer's Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, like I said, the Avalanche with uh, Long Beach and Matt Nieto and Jonas Donskoy and uh, some Pavelski guy. Apparently, Logan Couture was almost traded there uh, yesterday. Apparently. Yeah, but uh, Joe Pavelski is confirmed. Uh, to be the former shark in Dallas in that one, uh, these four teams. Who do you, who do you think? I have it. My order is Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis, Dallas. Now Vegas is a team that I've been high on all year, and they have they haven't performed as well as I think they can. Like this roster is better than what they've done, and the big problem is Mark Andre Fleury has played a lot of hockey and this break is going to help nobody more than him right and if mark andre fleury falters they have robin leonard to go back to like it's ridiculous um <laughs> i i really think that with the 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 time off and the moves that they made i think vegas is a threat this year and i think that they can <sighs> coast through this round robin colorado colorado's got the the firepower um they can go but you know uh, Colorado's another team where I wonder, you know, are they a little bit of a glass cannon? I think we're going to find that out in the playoff series. St. Louis, I have in third. Again, you don't want to look too far into these exhibition games that were played because it's one game. It's a one-off. It's just a warm-up, whatever. Right. But, man, the Blues looked awful in that game. Like, just beyond awful, beyond rust-like. 
and bored. you know they they did and um obviously look at Pennington's going to be the guy in net um but but oh man Jake Allen looked like Jake <laughs> Allen uh in that game when they put him in um and then Dallas I'm not totally enamored by Dallas um but again you know Pavelski's a guy you brought in maybe he didn't have the season they're hoping to have for the price tag they put him to but he's a guy who shows up and scores big goals in the playoffs so he's obviously that's something that they are gonna need um but I'm just I think when you stack Dallas up against those other four teams it's not really you know (laughs) it's gonna be a tough time for them so I yeah so that's the order I have the minute but again it's a round robin one game playoff it favors the upset so we'll see what happens but that's what i would if i had to list it i go vegas colorado st louis dallas yeah uh i i uh, i i completely agree on on those unfortunately uh man it's gonna be tough to see pierre DeBoer <laughs> out there and uh and uh if if the knights win the whole thing Man, it is, I mean, the intensity and the pressure, perhaps in San Jose, um, to see PDB win the cup with that team that he helped tr- eliminate last Peter year. Peter DeBoer makes the cup finals. He doesn't win it. We, we established this. He makes the finals. It, he doesn't and this win is it. His be- and this is his first season there, and that's usually the best season, as Gen X would always tell us. It's, oh, man. <laughs> That team's, I mean, that team's really good, though. I mean, yeah. as much as I dislike the Golden Knights um, with the fiery passion of a million suns, I hate this team, but you gotta, like, you look at that roster. I mean, if we're gonna be objective and I try to be as best as I can, they're, man, they're gonna be one of the teams to beat. They're, they're, they're a team that I expect to go a long way uh, in the playoffs, and I think they should, and I think if they don't, that is, you know, I think that's gonna be I don't think it's like super panic time for them, but you're getting into that situation where I think if, if you don't do well this year, you know, it, it only emphasizes, makes it that much tougher on them next year. Cause this is a team that is primed to do big things. And, but you actually have, you know, it's one thing to be primed as sharks fans. God, we know it's one thing to be primed for big things. Um, you actually have to do big things and that's, Yeah. yeah. And a lot of comments in the chat here. Uh, I think Vegas is too good in the West from Erizitas84. Like a tiger, it's great to be here. Yeah, it's great to yeah. be back here. I mean, it's t- totally fun. Again, we should have never fired him. I don't know. Steve Cropper, ABV, anyone but Vegas. That's for darn sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not rooting for Vegas, but I think that, you know, they're definitely, if you ask me, you know, on the spot, who's one of the favorites for a cup this year, Vegas is there. Like, objectively, I can't take that away from them. Yeah, uh, Colorado looks good, too. I, I kind of like Colorado yeah. coming out out of the uh, out of the West. Heck, even Edmonton, even though they got to play an extra f- three to five games, you know, but, uh, you know. Sorry, because 2020. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hate the Knights, but damn, they're good. You know, uh, and and again, AO. That's what it is? Don't give the puck to Reeves uh, to the open net. Yeah, um, but he can get away with uh, shoulders to the head. That's for darn sure. So before we go, because we've it's 
mm-hmm. been a while. Uh, your thoughts on releasing the Kraken? So I, I love this. Like I think Seattle really did everything kind of right. Like the way they they went about everything. Like obviously it took them forever to do it, but I thought like you know when they finally did what they did and they you know they released the jersey and the name and everything else like it was just like i think it's a slam dunk because i think the like if you just released the name and you didn't have the jersey then maybe you'd be like ah well yeah you know what a dumb name but like when you look at the sweater when you look at the you know the i just think it's all great like i love the color scheme um i love the color scheme i love the logo like it's just it's it's nice like uh i think they did a i think they did a bang up job and you know, it was worth the wait. And I, I don't know, like there's really not much. I like the, the color schemes unique. It's pretty, it's pretty fantastic, uh, setup overall. Yeah. I, I like the color scheme. They didn't go usual green. Like everybody usually does in Seattle, Emerald city and all that stuff. Well, they said they weren't going to, they said that they were going to save green for the return of the, um, Metropolis when they get their basketball team back. Oh, so. gotcha. But I couldn't help to notice that you know you could totally do a Sharks logo with a with the S and a J in there uh, with the I. It just seems a little weird. You could, but you shouldn't. You shouldn't, but you know when you're bored and on vacation and, well, and you yeah. need to quarantine as much as possible, why not? So and oh by the way, to just piss off you a little bit more about Vegas, Vegas doesn't have to play in the uh, expansion draft. We knew this. Yee. So. We knew this. All right. With, we knew this going in. With that, the countdown is on. As of this live recording, 13 hours away from the drop of the puck. Um, so I will I will put this to you right now. Come September, middle of late September, middle of September into October, the teams playing for the in the Stanley Cup final are oh, oh <laughs> man wow I don't know it's so hard like it's so hard because you've got like one like normally when we do this we we you know we see how teams kind of play going in right we don't really have that so gosh um oh. I go Vegas because Peter DeFore gets there. He doesn't win. Uh, and they lose to the Washington Capitals. All right. All right. Uh, which means Brendan Dillon uh, will get a cup and the Sharks will get a higher pick. I'm going to say... God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. It, it, and it's tough to to think because I, I almost have it as Pittsburgh, but I say it's the Toronto Maple Leafs over the Colorado Avalanche. Damn. I I think I think the momentum of Toronto will get in get in there and and I think Colorado can get hot and they can go and go crazy, but uh yeah, I, I'm gonna go go a little crazy and say Toronto over Colorado. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Colorado in there for sure. Toronto's a little bit of a stretch, and like I said, I was close to saying Pittsburgh and cool. Patty. Yeah, they've got a lot of teams they'd have to get through. Yeah, but I, I think maybe that like I, I like them in their first round. Like I like them in their qualifying round. I don't. I, I 
maybe they oh, like if 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 they win their thing and then no one gets upset. Like, do they play Boston in the first round and then they're screwed? Yeah, if if everything falls where they may, you know, they could get they could get <laughs> and AJ's you know, my prognostication is exactly the opposite. If 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 I pick something, it's usually the opposite. So with that so with that, I'm gonna change my pick. We're we're gonna go you know, we're gonna go Columbus over Edmonton. And yes, Jonas yeah, Donskoy with the overtime goal in Game Seven. So, but AJ saying I, I would not, I would not um, put much money on that one in Vegas. No, no, as much money as, as you would if to get the Sharks in the final of this one. So, with that, hockey is right around the corner. Our significant others are about to lose us for two summer months. And then we'll have a month and a half off break, which essentially has free agent frenzy and the draft and, you know, a number of a number of jerseys to unveil. So with that, (laughs) as I say, Edmonton, AJ saying Edmonton just guaranteed Edmonton gets the number one pick. Yes, that's just not fair. Yeah, man. If it's Toronto, Edmonton, or Chicago, or Pittsburgh, they get the number one pick. I mean, it's just like... Oh, really? it's like Pittsburgh. I'm going to just like quit. Right. So, with that, we're about to get out of here. It is great to be back with you. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. You know, Follow us on here. In case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, wherever podcatchers are at. We are on virtually everywhere, so by all means... We're going to do this every round, right? Oh, we're going to do this every round. Heck, we might yeah. even... You Heck, know what? Yeah. You know what? We might even do Teal Town After Dark. Ooh. Would be fun, right? For the love of God, for the sake of my sanity, on the days I have to be at work Let's the next day... we get a bandwagon. Oh, man. Jets? Right, we'll, we'll figure this out. We'll, yeah. have a, we'll have a group huddle and figure out which more bandwagoning. Maybe we'll do some after darks. Yes, for sure. So, with that, I'm excited we got hockey back, and it's in August, and, and the girlfriend's totally going to kill me for the next few months. Sorry. Not sorry. Uh, Ian, good to see you again. Glad you're doing all right. Yeah, good to be here. Uh, your final thoughts and where the people can find you. You can find me at Ian Bloggs Hockey on the Twitter machine. Uh, I'm sure I'll be tweeting up a storm about all this hockey um, goodness. Um, other than that, like I said, uh, I'm sure this is not the last you'll see of me while this thing is going on. Nope, uh, you will not. And uh, I'll be at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. We appreciate you immensely throughout the, the thing. We're over 2,040 subscribers. We've done a plethora of interviews uh, during the pause, uh, AJ's done John Scott. Uh, I've done the broadcasters, Randy Hahn and Dan Rusinowski. Uh We got a bunch of fun. Uh, uh, Terry Smith, the Sharks uh, logo designer. That's a fun one. We have part two in uh, coming up very soon indeed. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, so with that, we'll get out of here. We will see you maybe tomorrow night. We'll see. It might be a little too early for an after dark, but, uh, you know, very soon uh, we will. And we might have a sponsor. 
uh, coming up with us. So be on the lookout for that. Tell all your friends. Make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. Check us out. The Chompversation continues on the Discord. And until, and it's great to say this, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone, and enjoy the playoff hockey.